Welcome to Market Scale Grow. I'm your host, Anzaya, and this is a Saturday strategy session. Hello. I'm so excited to be here, to be recording this episode. This is actually a bonus episode that I am not sure when it's going to come out sometime over my hiatus, I imagine. I am If you've listened to the last couple episodes, you know that I'm taking some time off for the holidays, but this is a special bonus episode. Let's dive into this bonus episode all about Taylor Swift. Okay, not all about Taylor Swift, but how you can pull from some of her marketing genius because like her music or not like her music, she is an extremely, extremely successful businesswoman. And I'm not trying to say that she's done it all her own on her own or that, um, you know, you need to be a one woman show. No, but here are some of, I have four, four different aspects of Taylor Swift's business that have helped her and her, like her, just her business grow, her entity of being one of the most gigantic musicians of our time. Again, like her or don't like her, there is some marketing genius that just oozes out of that girl's pores. So number one, the hype, suspense, whatever you want to call it, she loves to drop hints. And we're actually going to talk more about Easter eggs later if you're really into Taylor Swift fandom, but she likes to to hype people up a lot. And so in her era's concert tour that's happening right now, she'll drop these gigantic bombs, right? Like something's coming and then she'll tell everyone about the new album that's being released or more tour dates coming up. And so she already has this football field of people. There's 50 plus thousand 50,000 plus people that are there so excited to see her and she's dropping these huge huge pieces of information like new albums that are coming out and I think for the most part if I'm not mistaken these albums that she's dropping are the re-releases the Taylor versions but still they're super super hype and the last one that I'm thinking of was 1989 And I'm almost 100% sure that in the first 24 hours after she announced it, there were more pre-sales than the original 1989's pre-sale, like two-month-long pre-sale season. And I could be wrong about that, but it was something insane that in the first 24 or 48 hours, she had more pre-sales or the same amount of pre-sales that she had in the entire pre-sales of the initial album. So she's taking people when they are so excited and so engaged and so like just the height of their fandom and giving them more of what they want. All of Taylor Swift's fans just want these Taylor versions so badly. And then for releasing tour dates. In Canada, she only released six tour dates for Toronto and that's it, nothing else. And then... It had to have been two, maybe even three months later, Vancouver dates were released. So all of the Canadians were like, oh, we have to get to Toronto. We have to go. There was like Ticketmaster was doing lotteries and you had to sign up and tickets were at like $5,000 and all these people out in BC and Montreal and the rest of Canada were all like so excited about those tickets are very expensive. Five to $10,000 for a concert is not within everybody's price range. 
And so plus, if you're coming from the other side of the country, so (laughs) Vancouver, BC is like Seattle. It's right north of Seattle, Washington. And then Toronto is just north of Buffalo, New York, right? So we're talking across the country that people are flying to to go to this concert, but then she released dates in Vancouver. And so just when people are so excited and ramped up, taking advantage of that hype is a great business move. And that's why live launches work really well because you do this amazing event and you give all of the quality and the content during your webinar. And then at the end, people are in that excitement and in that energy and then you say if you want more of this this is how we can work together same thing if you go to like a conference or something and the whole purpose for that conference is to sell a thing I don't know if you've ever been to one of those conferences I actually haven't personally been to one but I've heard lots about them and so the entire event is designed to sell the book or sell actually I've been to one of those ones an entire event that was designed to sell a book but not like I'm I've never been to a mastermind one but that's what it's capitalizing on the event whether it's an online webinar challenge or it's an in-person conference or summit you're creating this hype you're creating this excitement you're creating all of this energy and getting people into that vibe and Taylor Swift does a really really great job of that number two quality the songs that she writes you might not like them but she puts out songs that so many people just relate to and the the quality of them the intensity and there's just something about her lyrics that her fans really really love and really really relate to and I think that the her ability as a songwriter is her essence and she's able to create these songs that draw emotions in and tell stories and make us feel things in relationships and that we can connect to in our own lives without ever even being close to her and so there's just she has this innate ability to capture that and that the the point I really want to draw on there is her innate ability and to create the the high quality piece. And so I want you to lean into what you are so good at, that innate ability, what you love doing and what without even thinking, without even trying, you can create so much high quality, high value. Number three, her honesty, how genuine she comes across the way that her family they treat people I've heard stories about her parents specifically her mom buying food like dinner and providing dinner for the entire staff of the show which is not necessary I know that she has demands like dressing room demands but I've never seen a list and I could be wrong I've never seen a list of completely absurd ridiculous things that she wants I've rem- I feel like I remember when she was younger, This we're going back like 10, 15 years, that there was candy on her list and people would be like, oh, it's such a childlike thing. But at the time, she was like late teens, early 20s. So I would have wanted candy in my dressing room too. And there's things like that that you just relate to it. And when she makes a mistake while she's singing on stage, she laughs at herself. And the faces that she makes and how she just seems like a real person. There isn't 
this air of perfection when she's performing. And I think that that makes her much more relatable. And I think too, if you really listen to her music and how raw and real she's writing about all these actual experiences that are going on in her life. And that goes back to her innate ability to really just draw you in and make that connection. The other piece of being honest and genuine goes back to the big scandal that happened before she went into hiding. So we're going back to like 2018, I think, when there was the phone call that was released and a song that was written with her in it. I'm not going to really get into all that drama. But she, from the beginning, was honest and said like, this is what I said. This was what was presented to me. And the other side of the argument was like, she's lying. She's not telling the truth, blah, blah, blah. And then the full phone conversation came out. And the entire time, Taylor's reputation had been destroyed and damaged, but she had been being honest and and real and genuine the whole time. That just always shines through and always comes to light. So being true to yourself, being honest, being genuine is always going to come through. And in your marketing, in what you offer people, in your messaging, that is so important to just be so true to yourself, so honest, so genuine. Okay, and then the last one. I think that this is my favorite one. It is her Easter eggs, her catchphrases, and specifically feeling 22. The girl knows how to create a community, to draw her fans in, to make them feel like they are a part of something. I was 24 when 22, the song, came out, but I remember like yeah, tonight I'm feeling 22. I was only 24. Now that I'm in my (laughs) mid-30s, I would do anything to feel 22. Um, And if I'm not mistaken, she was 23 when she said feeling 22. She might have even still been 22. That might be the whole point of it. Of like, girl, what do you know about feeling 22? You're not old enough to know what it feels like to be 22. (laughs) But it's just like, I remember feeling like, oh, that that captures what is going on, like who I want to be and the friendship bracelets and being part of this movement and feeling like you're part of something. She does things like with her Easter eggs where she'll wear a certain thing but not tell you what it's about and you get people thinking. And in her music videos, there's little pieces of puzzles that you can put together and it just draws people in and gets them thinking. And I'm not saying that you need to do things like that. I'm not saying you need to start putting up music videos or anything that have little puzzle pieces. But creating that community is so, so, so important. If there's anything that we've learned from the ups and downs of the past few years it's that building relationships building communities and making people feel like they are genuinely truly part of a group and that they belong is so important and with the music video she did for shake it off for example where she invited fans to dance with her and just be their selves and be authentic to themselves so that the world you know, like just shake it off. I also recently saw an interview from her of hers that came up. She was saying shake it off in the interview and then years before the song shake it off came out. So that was like one of her catchphrases, things that she says and people can just latch onto and feel like they're a part of it and feel connected and valued as part of the community. So to recap, if you want to be a marketing superstar like Taylor Swift, You need to, one, focus in and make the most of the hype and the energy. Number two, 
lean into what you are innately good at and your calling and what feels so good and that you are so capable of doing. Three, be honest, be genuine in who you are and in all moments. And then number four, create the community that surrounds you and curate an atmosphere full of people who are your loyal, raving fans and they adore you. So, okay. I hope you enjoy this episode. Yeah. Have a wonderful, wonderful day. Thank you for listening to this episode of Market Scale Grow. Every week on Saturdays, we release a new Saturday strategy session, sometimes with amazing guests. And I'm so thankful that you've taken some time out of your busy schedule to make me part of your journey. If you love this podcast, don't forget to share it with your friends and then head to your favorite podcast app to subscribe so that you won't miss next week's episode or any of the upcoming ones. And if you loved it, be sure to leave a review on Apple Podcasts so that other people can find this podcast and we can impact teachers and teacher business owners around the world. Thank you so much for listening and I'll be back in your ears next week with another Saturday strategy session.